Welcome to Dads, Daughters, and Dollars, a financial podcast for everyone. Now, here's one of my favorite people. (laughs) I'm Sean, the dad, clearly the favorite. And I'm Caitlin, the daughter, clearly my dad's mistaken. Well, welcome to season six of Dads, Daughters, and Dollars. It's unbelievable. Here we are in the year 2023, and we are in season six going into uh, our next group of 20 episodes. I welcome along my co-host who's calling in from the road, uh, Caitlin Mulcahy. Uh, How are you? How tired are you, miss? I spent 35 days in Qatar uh, working on the World Cup. Yeah, you know, I was tired for a bit, but um, I definitely have had a couple weeks to kind of rest where I didn't have like consistent work. It was just work here, work there, and it wasn't too exhausting. So I'm a lot better now and grateful for the experience. Um, I'm glad you did get that experience. I know it was exhausting long hours, but you got to meet a lot of interesting people. And so that's always a great experience. Hey, so what we're talking about today uh, in the year 2023 is financial New Year's resolutions for 2023. I'd read an article, I believe, from Clark Howard, and I can attach to it because I want to give him credit, of 15 financial New Year's resolutions. And I'm, I investigate all of them. I pick seven that I think are, for our audience, would be great to if you could do these seven things, if you, you're probably already doing at least three of them. But if you're not, if you could do these seven things, you can get your money life in order. And number one is create a budget. So what I'll do is I will attach a link in our show notes, the episode we did on budgeting apps and things you can do. But one of the number one things is that people need to reduce their financial anxiety. And the only way to do that is to create a budget. It can be on a piece of paper. It could be on an app. But it's really important. You need to calculate your income, list your expenses, figure out what are your goals. Are you saving for a house? You're saving for college. You're saving for whatever it is. Um, You need to record everything and then try and limit your debt as much as possible. Um, I know that you downloaded an app and I, I'm curious how your budgeting life is going. Um, I haven't honestly checked in Mint in a while to be completely honest with you because I never really feel like my expenses are that crazy. Like I don't spend a ton of money on myself. Uh, when I'm on the road, food is paid for me, transportation is paid for me. And a lot of the time this past year, I was on the road a ton. And with everything that's lined up now, it kind of feels that way. And like, I know what I have to you know, pay for rent every month. Uh, I know a general budget for, you know, expenses like groceries and stuff. Like yes, and stuff. But yeah, but it's not anything that I feel like I'm struggling to meet. So it's right. not something I'm like keeping track of um, because if I had a salary, I wasn't a freelancer if I had a nine to five. Yes, I know there's only a set amount coming in, so there's a you know a set amount obviously going out. Um, but for me, I was working a ton, so budgeting was just something I didn't prioritize because I was meeting all of those marks, and I'm, I'm still taking money to invest here and there. So uh, I feel like 
I'm, I'm generally in a good spot, but maybe I could do even more to stretch my dollar more if I did budget. But, uh, well, one thing I was going to ask you actually, well, you, you go first. Well, I think it's just wildly exciting that you're age 25 and you're not stressing about budgets because if you haven't first time listening or something, my daughter's a freelance photographer. So like when she just spent 35 days at the world cup, her meals are being paid for. If she needs to take an Uber to the stadium, that's being paid for. So for 35 days, even though she has to pay her rent, her half of the rent, the, what she's making over the 35 days will probably pay them more, more than one month's rent half. But also she doesn't spend anything on food. She didn't spend anything on gas. It was all covered. So that that's, you know, the flight was covered. So it, you know, there's an upside to freelance where freelance can sometimes create more anxiety. But here you are at age 25 and you're not that anxious about it because you're seeing, you know, you you, you created a, an, an emergency fund and everything like that. But it's just, it's so exciting to hear that. So I can actually ask you if you ever remember budgeting obviously i know i know you budget and i feel like we've talked about it on the show if you've listened before like when you first got started in show business and your line of work i absolutely budget i absolutely budgeted i had a thing that i was tracking all the um utilities like uh water and electric and gas and how much we were spending on groceries um, I don't know that I was tracking gas every month, but that was easy enough to track because I had a, like an auto um, record keeper in the car so that when you're doing your taxes and stuff like that. But I was definitely tracking everything it took to run the house every month. Like, okay, this is how much the mortgage is, this is how much the electric is. It's one of those things that when you get your first house, if you don't go around the house going, why is this light on? We got to turn this off. No one's in this room. <laughs> you're not really a homeowner because most people like going, I know I have to pay that bill for, you know, $300 for electric. And I'm like, I'm not using more than 180. So why is like air four TVs on in the house and there's only one person in the house type of thing. So I, I was definitely tracking all that stuff. And especially like you, I was freelance and you know, you never know when your next job is coming. You have an idea, but it's not guaranteed type of thing. So I was going to ask for things, because obviously being a parent is like so ridiculously hard, but also expensive. Things are expensive, no matter which way you cut it. And I was an only child, um, or I am an only child. And did you ever feel like you were budgeting for for me? Because like, you guys had me do a ton of stuff when I was younger, very fortunate to have done sports, done the... I could, Dad, do you remember when I did yoga art? <laughs> yes. Right. So, like, I don't know. Like, how were like we? had a budget me, you know? How did you do that? Do you remember well, anything? Well, I can tell you this. The thing that really helped us is uh, before I knew about recasting, and we can attach to that, of recasting is lowering your mortgage amount. And it's different than refinancing. But before I knew about that, I had refinanced the house twice before you were born. So we had moved into the house and then you weren't born for another seven years. And so during that seven years, I kept lowering our mortgage. So the monthly nut or the amount of money that's leaving the house every month 
was being reduced. And so I would take that and put that in savings or invest it. So that when you were born, it was like, oh, I see the light at the end of the tunnel. But then you started going to some of the private schools because we didn't like the public schools that were in our neighborhood. And so then that, that became a bigger expense. But we still, in that seven years, had saved a lot of money to go, okay, she can go to private school for 12 years or whatever. It was totally covered. And then we had to figure out, okay, as long as we keep working during those 12 years, then we kind of see how college is covered. So the seven years before you were born was enormous towards helping us, you know, save for, you know, having a child. Right. Um, So that's all super interesting. I'm glad we we touched upon it because I've been thinking about it lately, um, like how, how you save up for the big things in life, but then, you know, you have the house, you have the car, but when you add kids into the mix, it's, it's really a ton because they don't, they're not, they can't really bring in money for a while. Well, um, not only that, I, I got I to tell you, the people I know that bought a house and then had children right away, and it's not that we said, oh, we're specifically making a deal to not have a child right away. We didn't. It just the way life played out is that's when we had a child was seven years later. But the people I know who did, they had to keep either cutting expenses or like 10 years down the line and the child is now 10. They're like, we got to move to a smaller house because the work's not coming the way I thought it would or whatever reason. And so, or like they went and bought a boat too, you know, in the one year before the child was born and they had a house and now they had a boat payment and the mortgage. So it was like, we never did that. We just lived modestly, and in the long run, it paid off so significantly those seven years. Right. Um, um, right. So what, yeah, if you want to move on. Yeah, so point number two of the financial resolutions, first was create a budget. The other one was save money. There's no doubt, even I am now 66 years old, you still have to save money in your life. You can't go, okay, I, I'm not collecting my retirement now, but if I was, I can't go, oh, look, I'm bringing in $4,000 a month in retirement. I'm going to spend 4500 a month. <laughs> now I have to go, does the 4000 last? You know, and I, that type of thing. So that stuff is always thought about. But the number one thing I would say is, and it's of these seven points we're going to make, the number one thing would be have an emergency fund. I know you have an emergency fund at age 25 that, you know, I don't know if you ever did the math between electric and uh, rent and gas and whatever. Oh, I have nine months. I have a year. Maybe you have more. That's amazing at 25. you have any idea what your emergency fund covering expenses, how many months it is? Um, I'd say it's at least uh, probably nine months. Yeah, and that's what I've told you is like they always say have three to six, but as a freelancer, I say you have six to nine and you're, you're right on track. At 25, most people don't have nine months until they're, uh, you know, a year old, a year or like age 30. Um, number well, so th- what I was going to say was I, I don't know how that changes because um, it is 2023 now, so I'll be 26 fairly soon. So when you factor in health insurance, paying for that on my own, um, it might change slightly, maybe down to six months, but we'll see. Right. Um, all right. So the number three point of financial relief, uh, resolutions is start investing for retirement and max out retirement if you can. And why do I say that? Because I did the research 
uh, the number of people that are 75 and older who work is expected to go up by nearly 100%. So that means it's, it's going to be something like maybe 61% of the people who are 75 years and older will have to work because most of them don't have enough for retirement. And these are people who, when they were, were in their working ages, let's say 25 to 65 or whatever, they had companies that had pension plans or 401ks, and now 401ks are not gone away, but a lot of companies aren't offering them type of thing. And the new retirement plan that passed in Congress, Secure 2.0, has like 10 new points to try and convince people to save for retirement so you don't have 75-year-olds have to work. So I know this is a point that's really hard for someone to get in their 20s, but it is the number one regret that senior citizens or people 65 and older have in their lives is that they didn't save for enough retirement and they didn't start saving early. So that's why I mention it. Um, yeah. Number four is uh, financial resolutions. Ask for your credit report. So what I did is before we did this episode, I asked for my credit report. You can go to the three major um, agencies, which is Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. And you can get one free credit report per, per credit union. So you could go, well, every four months, I want to just check where my credit's at, which is a really good thing because then if you're considering buying a house, you're considering buying a car, whatever it is, whatever big expansion potentially taken on, you can see, and you can also correct if you see something wrong, like why am I being charged or you know having a hit against my credit for opening four credit cards and I only opened one. You're like, oh, then there's some sort of identity theft. But you get these free things and you could basically every four months ask a different credit union, can I get my credit report? And they'll give it to you right online. I asked for mine and it had my addresses since I've been in California and I didn't remember the first two addresses, like the exact street name and everything like that. And I'm like, oh, I remember that. Oh, look. Oh, yeah, I live there. I, because I've lived in this house over 30 years, and then there was an apartment in Pasadena before that, but I, I didn't remember the other two ones exactly. So that was interesting. All right. So, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break. We'll come back. We have three more financial resolutions that I think are really important that people uh, think about for 2023. And we'll be right back. Okay. We're back and we're talking financial resolutions for 2023. Um, number five on our list, the first four, we're creating a budget, saving money, start investing for retirement, and if you can, max it out and ask for your credit report. Is Number five is cut the cord. So most people are paying over $100 a month for cable TV. We, a year and a half ago or so, maybe 14 months ago, we switched to YouTube TV, and I'm saving... Uh, nearly $60 a month. It's a little short of that. So nearly $720 a year. I have basically the exact same thing, but I can now have it on my laptop. I can have it on my phone and I have it on the TVs. It's a significant savings. There are tons of TV streaming services like Sling TV. You can reduce your bill to $40 a month. Um, it's something that really people have to consider. If you're still doing cable, I would highly re recommend you cut the cord, especially just um, for in terms of, you know, portability. When I was on DirecTV, 
if I wanted direct TV live or whatever it's called so you can watch it on your phone, it was going to cost a little bit more. It wasn't going to cost less. So go ahead. The one thing I was going to say is that I think a lot of people who are younger, who are from my generation, they're kind of still like, and I'm doing this off you, getting different services from our parents, from our friends, from our boyfriend's parents. That's how we have HBO is um, right. Ethan's you know, dad has HBO, right? So I am super lucky that I'm not paying those yet. Um, but it is worrisome kind of seeing companies uh, like Netflix, you know, we won't allow password sharing anymore, but I'm curious how they'll enforce that and if other streaming services will start to. So just off the point of cutting the cord as a way to save money, I think potentially too, if there's a way to, oh, you don't have to pay for all five streaming services you want because that's what everything is kind of heading towards. Right. Um, because let's say you don't watch a ton of, you know, live TV and you just want to watch your shows on, you know, X, Y, Z to, you know, share, share your passwords all you can because they definitely allow more accounts than just one, right. you know, Oh, this is this profile. This is this profile. And I think it's a way to save money that we're not even realizing because it does add up. So right. that's just something I kind of thought of for our generation who aren't quite yet paying for streaming services and may, we may also be killing TV. So sorry, but. Um, well, but can I also say that we did an episode where we talked about where you can get free movies and free TV. Now it might not be everything exactly you want to watch, but like you said, if you're saying I don't really watch live TV, but I, I like HBO and Netflix or whatever it is. So you're willing to pay for those streaming services, whether you're sharing a password or not, you can still like, there's like all these library apps where you can go on the library and the library has 90% of the movies you want to see, you know, like yeah. you, you didn't see a movie from nine months ago. Well, they have it on some online service that you can just like watch it. Now you more than likely you're watching it on your laptop, but maybe you can project it to your TV. So there's a million choices and just people need to look into it. And I'll link to that uh, episode also. The sixth uh, financial resolution I have for 2023 is switch to a cheaper cell phone service. The, you know, at, for instance, if Verizon, just for one line of unlimited talk, text, and data, it's $70 a month. There are so many options to that. There's even a thing where you get Verizon service. It's a, a Verizon-owned service called Visible that starts at $30 a month for the same exact thing. So it's something to consider. Um and then the number seven thing for financial resolutions for 2023 was to delete on unused uh, subscription services. And why do I mention that? Because the research I did, 51% of people have unused subscription services, whether it's a delivery service, gym memberships, magazine subscriptions, because there's so many, let's say, um, streaming services you do, you're like, I don't really go to the gym anymore because I watch out, uh, you know, I watch so many streaming services or uh, the magazine comes every month and it kind of, I look at the cover and I re read the inside table of contents and then I never read it again. And 90% of the, 98% of the magazines you can get free online through the library. So 
that's something to consider because 51% of people are wasting their money with things they don't, they never use in terms of subscriptions. Um, so that's our episode for this uh, beginning of 2023. I hope somebody, you all got something out of it. Caitlin, any final words? I was going to say Happy New Year, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in. Yeah, this is, uh, I'm really excited that you're back in, in uh, Los Angeles, uh, back from being on the road. Uh, you were actually on the road for the way I counted, close to seven weeks when you add up the two previous gigs you did before going to Qatar. So we're always thrilled to have you back. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening along, and uh, we'll see you next time. Take care. The content on Dads, Daughters, and Dollars is for informational purposes only and does not constitute professional financial advice. Listeners should consult an attorney, accountant, financial planner, or other professionals to suit your specific needs.